Hey y'all, welcome to episode 10 of Words of Grace podcast. I'm your host, as always, Beth Zena. I have so been enjoying this series that we've been doing on the fruit of the spirit. Um, It's just been so encouraging to me, and um, it's really helped my personal studies. I've just been able to see so much of how this works throughout scripture. Um, And I've also gotten some great feedback from y'all as well, so I really appreciate those who have said kind words to me in this effort. Um, Last week, we started with a brief introduction, and this week, I'll be discussing the fruit of joy and the fruit of peace. So let's get started with part two of our Fruit of the Spirit mini-series. Do you feel joyful, or do you feel like joy escapes you? Or do you just recognize joys in others, but not in yourself? Do you ever wonder how they sustain it? You are not alone. Most people don't experience joy because most people don't understand joy. Joy defined is gladness, enjoyment, or bliss. The picture for joy is literally to celebrate. So you may think according to that definition that joy is definitely unsustainable. But let's look at the context surrounding joy as it pertains to an aspect of the fruit of the spirit. Joy and grace are very closely related in origin. Uh, Looking at the two words in Greek, joy is literally written into grace. So if we have a good understanding of what grace means and what we have received by it, our undeserved gift of salvation, we would never cease to rejoice. These same sentiments are expressed by Jesus when his disciples marveled at the power given to them. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 20, Jesus says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Their newfound power was not cause to rejoice, but rather what Christ had done for them regarding their salvation. In the same way, this blissful feeling of joy in our hearts is a response to what Christ has done for us regarding our salvation. It is a celebration of appreciation. It is an anticipation of what is to come, and it is a knowledge of our names written in heaven. Heaven is worth celebrating. One of the verses that I have highlighted in my Bible um, related to this idea of what Christ has done for us and the joy that it brings uh, is found in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-5, through 5, and that reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through the faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. The good news of what Jesus has done for us and the home we have waiting for us in heaven brings joy to us who are living. In Psalm 35 and verse 9, the psalmist writes, Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exulting in his salvation. Fleeting moments of happiness come and go and are often experienced through other sources, but true and sustainable joy is only found in Christ by those who walk according to his spirit. It is the kind of joy that enables us to endure life's obstacles because our minds are set on heaven. Whatever we face, we can have the same attitude as Christ when he endured the cross. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, um, the Hebrew writer talks about 
Christ and what he did for us on the cross. And he says, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Christ rejoiced in his suffering, and we should be able to as well. Um, Paul understood this attitude when he penned these words from prison. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And likewise, in 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 16 through 18, Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Even while in prison and facing persecution, Paul could find joy. He serves such a great example to the Christians he was writing to in 1 Thessalonians, and he serves a great example to us today. It is not what our current circumstances are now or what lies ahead of us, but that which is worth rejoicing is what lies in the Lord and who he is. So to get us started with our second half of this um, episode talking about the fruit of the Spirit peace, I'm going to share a quick story about um, a man named Horatio Spafford and he was a Chicago lawyer and he lost a fortune in real estate during the great fires of 1871. While trying to help the 100,000 people who were left homeless, he lost his four-year-old son to scarlet fever. So to escape the grief he was suffering, he decided to take his wife and four daughters on a vacation to Europe. Horatio was detained in New York, but sent his family on ahead. They boarded a luxurious French liner and set sail for England. During the night, the passengers were jolted from their bunks to find the ship had collided with an iron steamer. As water poured into the French liner, the ship tilted dangerously. Screams and prayers could be heard from the hallways as passengers escaped their rooms and clung to posts for support. They tumbled through the darkness trying to hold on to their loved ones as the ocean waters swept them away into the powerful current. Within two hours, the luxurious ship had vanished into the deep. The 266 souls who perished included Horatio's four daughters. Mrs. Spafford was found nearly unconscious, clinging to a piece of wreckage in the frigid waters. When the 47 survivors landed in Wales, she cabled her husband, saved alone. Mr. Spafford immediately booked a passage to join his wife. En route, the captain pulled him aside and said, I believe that we are now passing over the place where the French liner went down. Horatio went to his cabin, but found that sleep had eluded him. He sat at the desk and penned these words. When peace like a river attends my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. So yeah, that's a story that I've heard probably several times throughout my life, but it never ceases to give me chills. Um, I just think it's so powerful, and the hymn that he wrote, with those lines, um, it is well with my soul is one of my favorites. It's absolutely stunning the amount of peace that this man could find in probably some of the darkest moments of his life. A verse that I find really helpful um, when thinking about the fruit of the spirit that is peace is Philippians 4 and verse 7, which reads, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I think the kind of peace we are all longing for can only be found in trust and we are only as strong or immovable as 
who or what we place our trust in. So the fact that we have such a trustworthy God um, who we can depend upon really goes a long way in helping us to find peace when we face hardships. Um, Another verse I really like is John chapter 14 and verse 27. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus can be such a great person and place to turn um, when we are seeking peace in our lives. Um, as Peter writes in First Peter chapter 5, in verse 6, he says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So Jesus and the Lord are looking out for us, and they're there to provide peace that surpasses all understanding. So um, if we're supposed to be living in the spirit of them, then you know we should strive to provide peace for others. And uh, we can also depend on the peace that they provide in order to do that. So let's praise God together for the peace and comfort that only he can provide in his son. It is through this spirit-filled peace that we can share in the same sentiment as Horatio Spafford did and sing with assurance that it is well, it is well with my soul. So yeah, that is all I have for today's episode of Words of Grace podcast. Uh, I hope that these two uh, segments about love and peace have been beneficial, will be beneficial for you, and um, that you can think about these things throughout the week and um, grow in the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, join us next week as we discuss the next fruit of the Spirit in this little mini series we've been putting on. If you have any verses that you turn to um, when you are studying or thinking about these things, feel free to send them my way because I would love to read them myself and share them with others. So uh, if you are not a part of our Facebook group, you can go to Facebook and look for Words of Grace podcast um, and just like our page there and feel free to you know, write on our wall or send us a message with any thoughts you have regarding this little mini-series we're doing. So thanks again for listening. Hope you have a great day.